the Dare to Decide podcast, where we take a psychological dive into our everyday decisions that shape our relationships, health, and finances. My name is Marion. I'm a former school psychologist who built a multiple six-figure online business, helping thousands of women transform their health and confidence. This is a podcast for women who don't want to settle for a life that is less than what they know deep down they can create. I believe that to begin building the life you truly want, you are just one decision away. This is an Up Level Your Life podcast, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Okay, so today we are talking about gaslighting. And gaslighting is a term that's been thrown around a ton over the past couple years. And I know a lot of you absolutely understand, maybe from experience, what it is and how it works. And maybe there are some of you who are listening who aren't super clear on what gaslighting is. And maybe you wonder if you've been gaslit in the past. So in this episode, I'm sharing four extremely common phrases that are used to gaslight. And so you'll just want to file these little phrases into the back of your mind so that you're prepared next time someone tries to pull a fast one on you, you can take them on head on. So let's start with what is gaslighting. So gaslighting is when somebody says something to someone in order to make them question their own sanity. And I'll give some examples, but let's first talk about where the term gaslighting came from. So it comes from this 1944 movie called Gaslight. And in this movie, the husband manipulates his wife into thinking she has a mental illness. Like, really great guy, huh? (laughs) But she begins to notice strange things going on, like missing pictures on the wall, strange footsteps in the attic at night, and gas lights that dim without being touched. So he essentially wants to make her think that she's gone nuts and that she's actually like losing her sense of reality. And in this movie, he's doing it so that he can commit her to a mental institution and steal her inheritance. But it's so that's where it comes from. And it is a form of abuse. If you've ever been in a relationship with a narcissist, then you definitely know the long term effects that gaslighting can have on your mental state. And this is just as a side note, we can talk more about narcissism and how to tell if you're dealing with a narcissist in another episode if you guys are interested. Maybe send me a DM on Instagram and let me know if that would be something you'd want to hear more about. Because for narcissists, gaslighting, it's not an optional behavior. It is a compulsion for them. Gaslighting is built into their DNA, and they they must do it. Um, and it's incredibly damaging to someone's psyche to be gaslit. But awareness of what gaslighting looks and feels like and knowledge on how to identify it can help immensely. And that's why I wanted to do this episode because I I just want to plant some common phrases that people use to gaslight um, so that you can recognize like, oh, this person's trying to gaslight me and so that you can retain your mental power. And by the way, this isn't something that happens only in relationships. You might have a boss that engages in gaslighting behavior or a family member. I have a really good friend whose mom is like, has a PhD in gaslighting Um, or politicians. I mean, gosh, you guys, politicians are like, they're walking balls of gas on both sides. I don't care what side you're on. So that's my little disclaimer. It happens on across the board. So for politicians, they're saying like, don't believe what you see, believe what I tell you. Even though we might have statistics and hard facts on something, 
even video proof on something, we start to question what we believe because a politician is over here saying, forget what you think is true or rational. I have your best interest in mind, and here's the real truth. Um, An example of this from politicians, again, on both sides, can be seen in relation to talking about climate change. There's this great research piece from uh, 2016 that explores how politicians who joined the House Climate Solutions Caucus to support pro-climate legislation, and yet they demonstrate personal behaviors that are in complete contradiction to the legislation that they're out there so vocally supporting. It's kind of funny, right? Well, (laughs) kind of yes, kind of no. But all right, let's move on. Before I dive into the five phrases, I want to briefly speak to those of you who feel like you are currently a target of gaslighting, or maybe you've been a target in the past without even realizing it. Let's talk about how you might be feeling when you're being gaslit, because Remember, your feelings, your body is always trying to communicate with you. Sometimes we listen, but sometimes we don't. So these I'm just going to list a whole bunch of feelings and just pay attention how you're feeling next time you're talking to someone you, you think might be throwing some gaslighting your way. All right. So you're probably feeling anxious, sometimes starting to feel traumatized, like you're going crazy, like you you can't think straight. Um, I was like the movie Zoolander, I'm taking crazy pills. That's how you might feel. And you start to lose confidence in yourself. Like you can't you can't do anything right. And that feeling will start like where you question yourself will start to spill over into other aspects of your life. I have seen the most pulled together, competent women start to question their worth, their ability to be successful or even independent. And all these things are the result of like being constantly gaslit in a relationship because that's what that person wants. And again, if these feelings sound relatable to you, then you're also probably most likely dealing with a narcissist. It could be a, an overt narcissist or a covert narcissist. It really doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter what type. They all do it. So it's vital that you identify the sign of gaslighting so that you can begin to reclaim your power. And I hope that perhaps this episode will help those of you identify the signs early on in a newer relationship so that you can put up the appropriate boundaries and kick someone to the curb who is a gaslighter because you don't need that personality in your life. Like you are worthy of better. All right, so let's jump into the phrases. The first one is like, you're crazy and you need help. And they'll dive into, maybe you should talk with someone. You seem to overreact. You're so sensitive. So this is something the covert narcissist in particular is really good at. It's that passive aggressive type drip, drip, drip gaslighting. And I will share a quick personal example. I was in a relationship with a narcissist and I I always did our laundry. And anyway, he was very specific with how he wanted his dress shirts hung and one day I was downstairs doing something and he he yelled up for me to come upstairs. And he was standing in our closet and asked me to look at his dress shirts hanging and tell him what I noticed. And and I looked and I didn't see anything. And part of me was actually thinking, like, is he actually gonna thank me for hanging his shirts? Like <laughs> so naive. Well, he then proceeded to tell me that, well, if you see. If you look clearly, they're not facing the correct direction. 
because he liked them all buttoned up to the very top button and facing a certain direction. And I bit my lip. And even though I was feeling upset, I just kind of, I didn't say anything until he then asked me to show him that I knew the proper way to hang the shirts. And I immediately, it was a visceral reaction. I got upset because it just felt so trivial. I think, I mean, he could have just turned his own shirts around. I think there were like five of them that were facing the wrong direction. And I felt like I was being scolded like a child, right? But when I voiced my feelings, he immediately told me that I was crazy and that I was overreacting because we were only talking about dress shirts and that I probably needed to talk to someone because my feelings and my reaction was abnormal. And that's just one small example where I look back now, like with a rational mind, because I'm out of that relationship and I can see my reaction was valid. I wasn't crazy. I wasn't overreacting. But in the moment, I thought to myself, like, am I, am I going nuts? Like, is this normal? Maybe I did just need to calm down and fix it because I, I did hang them the wrong way. And a lot of this reaction, too, is because when you have chronic gaslighting behavior going on, because this is never really an isolated incident, it's that drip, drip, drip. And when something like this happens over and over and over again, it it adds up and you do start to question your natural visceral response and think, gosh, maybe I am acting irrational and crazy. So you end up taking responsibility and they kind of just, you know, skip away happily. Um, so that's the first one. When they flat out tell you you're crazy, you need help because you're so irrational. Yeah, it's a fun one. All right, the second one is don't be so insecure. So this relates more if you're in a relationship with someone who, if you're in a relationship with someone, right, who's gaslighting. Maybe you see flirtatious text messages on their phone or you see him flirting with a coworker at a party or you might even see actual evidence of them cheating. So if you've been gaslit for a longer period of time, you may not even believe what evidence you have because you don't even know what to believe anymore. So when you confront them, the response is, ugh, don't be so insecure. And maybe that's followed by you're overreacting and you're crazy. Essentially, turning it away from the evidence and placing it 100% on your reaction and thoughts. How you've created this in your mind and you're the insecure one that's overreacting. All right, so the next one, the third one, is one of my favorites. (laughs) And this gaslighting phrase is, it was just a joke. So this is one you might recognize from maybe a family member or a coworker, or again, commonly in someone you're dating or married to. And so here they say something kind of mean, and it might seem small, but it's hurtful. So something like, has your forehead always been that big? Um, or I never noticed that you slouch so much, Um, or you kind of walk funny. So they say something hurtful, and then it's followed up with, can't you just take a joke? Gosh, you're so serious. Or you used to have such a good sense of humor. What happened? So you really just want to make sure you pay attention to anyone around you who says something kind of hurtful and then follows it up with, it was just a joke. Uh, This is classic gaslighting behavior. All right, the fourth and final one 
is, I never said that, or I never did that. And they'll say this even though they clearly said or did the thing they're denying. And it's interesting, actually, with narcissists who take this gaslighting approach because they will convince themselves, like they will 100% believe that they truly never said or did the thing that you are accusing them of. So a common example of this would be if, uh, let's say you're arguing with your boyfriend and he calls you a slut witch. (laughs) I don't know why he would call you that, but yes, he calls you a slut witch. Well, about five minutes later into the argument, you say, I can't believe you called me a slut witch. And he replies, I didn't call you a slut witch. I said you were acting like a slut witch. Right. Oh, gosh. And it's so it's impossible to argue with him about it because clearly you are the one who misheard. But, you know, when someone says, I didn't say that, even though they clearly said it, it's an annoying sign that they're trying to gaslight you. All right. So those are the four super common phrases used in gaslighting. And again, my goal in creating an episode like this is to help you decide that you are going to protect and honor your own mindset and intuition. If you feel like someone's trying to gaslight you, they probably are. So trust in your decision-making abilities. Trust in what you are worthy of. And finally, trust that your life can change for the better with one small decision. And in this case, in the case of this episode, that decision just might be to curate and edit the people in your life so that you're spending time around those who lift you up and support you. All right, thanks for listening, you guys, and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Dare to Decide podcast. If this was helpful for you, I'd love it if you would please leave a review. It's truly what helps the podcast grow. Even better, tag me on Instagram stories and tell me what you think. I can't wait to hear from you.